You are listening to the Salty Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Anas Kesto. I'm salty not just because Jesus says you're the salt of the earth, but also because I'm salty in the sense that I'm watching the culture shift towards this progressive ideology, and it's becoming more anti-Christian by the day, and it's been slowly destroying our Christian values. I'm also salty because I'm watching Catholics become very lukewarm in their faith and not standing up and defending against this secular culture. So I'm here to sprinkle in a little bit of flavor. Alright, let's begin. Facts don't care about your feelings. That's a phrase made famous by political commentator Ben Shapiro. And if you don't know who he is, uh, you most likely live under a rock. But for those who don't know, you can find his videos on YouTube. Uh, He goes around, gives speeches in college campuses, and takes questions from the audience. And many of his responses have become internet memes. But the phrase, facts don't care about your feelings, has been probably one of his most famous lines. Mostly because it seems like many people want to ignore basic facts and put their feelings above reality itself. Facts like men and women are different, and that men cannot be women, and vice versa. Regardless of how somebody feels, men cannot be women or women cannot be men. And this is important to what I want to discuss in this episode, that your faith shouldn't be based on your feelings. Through my years of ministry in youth groups, Bible studies, or just engaging in conversation with people, I often hear people make the argument uh, about aspects of either their spiritual life, uh, church, morality, relationships, or whatever it is, and they base their opinions on these matters on how it makes them feel. Like, for example, I'll hear people complain that mass doesn't make them feel anything, or that they don't feel God in their life. Because they don't feel good about life, they assume that um, God has abandoned them, or he just simply doesn't care about them. Brothers and sisters, feelings are an absolutely dangerous guide in the spiritual life. Don't get me wrong, our emotions are an important part of being human. That's what makes us human. Emotions can be a good thing. But that doesn't mean that we overrule our intellect or God's will based on our feelings. It's not that rare that our emotions lead us into temptation. I mean, it's very common that it does, especially in today's world. There are tons of examples of, uh, of people who absolutely disregard their faith and put their emotions ahead of their faith and even ahead of what scripture teaches. Uh, one good example is abortion. Far too many people, even the so-called Catholics, they'll use some BS justification for abortion and say things like, well, you don't know what the woman is going through and what her feelings are and how she feels about this, so you shouldn't really judge her decision. As if to say that the woman's feelings about the situation justifies an immoral act. And that goes for any other sinful actions like homosexuality, adultery, gambling, drug use, and so on and so forth. Going back to faith and feelings... I often hear people say that it's important for them to feel God's presence. That, you know, that burning feeling, that spiritual high is very important for them to keep their faith. But guess what? Your faith is on thin ice if that's how you feel. If those warm, fuzzy feelings you get after going on a spiritual retreat or a spiritual conference or you hear a speaker give like a a powerful testimony, if that's what keeps your faith uh, in God afloat, man, I have some terrible news for you. You're called to live by faith not by feelings. Just because we don't feel God in our life, it doesn't mean that he isn't there or that we should even stop praying or reading scripture or growing our faith. It just simply means that your feelings are misleading you from what is true. Spiritual dryness is very common. Heck, even Mother Teresa felt spiritually dry for 50 years. Saints experience this as well, so you ain't that special. 
And that's part of our spiritual life. We need to learn how to control, and even in some cases, totally disregard some of our emotions. Obviously, we can't always control how we feel, and we can't control our emotions, but we are called to endure them until that emotional state eventually goes away. Most of the time, our feelings in a certain situation is irrelevant to what is actually happening outside of ourselves. Mass is a good example. Just because you don't feel the presence of Christ when you go to Mass, it doesn't mean that Christ isn't physically present in the Eucharist. The Eucharist doesn't cease to be the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus just because you don't feel it or you don't feel his presence there. So, let's take a look at what the Catechism of Catholic Church says. In paragraph 1764, it says, The passions are a natural component of a human psyche. They form the passageway and ensure the connection between the life of the sense and the life of the mind. Our Lord calls man's heart the source from which passions spring. So it's clear from this teaching that our emotions are created by God to be part of us. The Catechism goes on in paragraph 1767 and it says that our passions are neither good nor evil and that they are morally qualified only to the extent that they effectively engage reason and will. So it's important to keep that in mind that our emotions are not good or bad in of themselves. It's how we respond to these emotions that can either be good or bad. So if you're feeling angry because somebody cut you off in traffic, that's not a sin. But if you decide to use a certain finger and curse up a storm and involve every saint in your colorful language, well, then you better check yourself. But don't believe anything you feel. Feelings are not facts. Just because you feel worthless, for example, or unloved or hopeless, it doesn't mean that you are. You're not worthless. You are worth Christ dying on the cross for. You're not unloved because God created you from nothing when he didn't even have to at all. You're not hopeless because our hope is in the Lord. Like, uh, like John says in his first letter, uh, this is in chapter 5 verse 13, he says, I write these things to you so that you may know that you have eternal life, you who believe in the name of the Son of God. And we have this confidence in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And this may seem super obvious to some, but our emotions can be very convincing. Many confuse lust with love, for example. Uh, living by faith and not by feelings is not an easy thing to do, mostly because our feelings often change. But that's more of a reason not to trust our feelings. God doesn't change. So why should we trust something that always changes over time and not trust something that never changes? It doesn't make sense that way. And as I mentioned earlier, feelings in of itself are not good or bad. It's how we react to them. Jesus was human and he had emotions. He wept for his friend Lazarus before he brought him back to life. Um, he was angry in the temple when he saw people using God's house as a marketplace and he flipped the tables. But we just need to learn to manage our emotions. And the best way, and in my opinion, the only correct way we can do this is by going to scripture. I mean, God gave us these emotions, so I'm sure he knows a thing or two about how they work. St. Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, this is in chapter 4, he says, Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. The peace that Christ gives is to guide you in your decisions you make. For it is to this peace that God has called you together in one body. Even in the Old Testament, if we go back to the Old Testament, Proverbs chapter 16 says, Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes the city. There are a ton of Bible verses that talk about how if we just put our emotions in check and put all of our faith in God, we will be more at peace and we will grow more in faith and more in love with God and ultimately form a good conscience. The church teaches that the conscience is a place where God speaks to us and it helps us make the good choices. 
So God never intended for our feelings to be the guide because guidance is his job. He gave us scripture. He gave us Christ, who in turn gave us the church to guide us. And you're probably going to be sick of me repeating this point, which I don't care about your feelings because fags don't care about your feelings. But feelings should not dictate your faith. Emotions should not be our guide. Our conscience should be our guide. Jesus should be our guide. The scripture should be our guide. The church teaching should be our guide. All these things are necessary to form a good conscience, and that's what we should follow, not our feelings. And the more we learn and mature in our understanding of morality and form a, you know, from a uh, Christian perspective, we will recognize that our obligation is to follow our conscience. We can't help the way we feel, but we can definitely control the way we react to those things. So my brothers and sisters, do not rely on your feelings. God is not a feeling. God is a reality. He exists. He loves us and he wants us to be with him. And he doesn't change based on how we feel. Let's not go looking for those feelings that make us, you know, all high and mighty and make us feel good spiritually. Let's not chase that spiritual high. I can guarantee you that you will risk losing your faith if you continue chasing those feelings. I've led a few retreats, spiritual retreats in my life, and I've seen many great people who are practically faithless at this point, even though while on the retreat, um, and even shortly after, they seem to be madly in love with God. It turns out they were just in love with the feelings that they had. Once that feeling went away, so did their faith. And it's an awful and a sad thing to see. Me as a cradle Catholic, I don't have a cool conversion, come to Jesus story that I can share. I grew up in a life that wasn't too exciting, but church had always been something that was part of my, you know, my life and my family especially. Um, when I used to hear stories of people who had this life-changing experience and that they encountered Christ and how they described the way they felt and like the fire that they, you know, that they would feel, I would kind of get a little bit of jealous because I never got to feel that way. And if I'm being honest, I don't think I've actually ever felt that spiritual high, so to speak. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who's like that. But as I spiritually mature, as, you know, the years go by and I learn more about my faith and I learn more about Christ and read more scripture... I learned that I shouldn't be basing my faith on those feelings. So when I hear those come to Jesus experiences from any speakers or if I watch a video, I tend to focus on the important part of the experience rather than how the speaker felt at that moment. And this I'm sure many can relate to. When I go to confession, the vast majority of the time I feel very relieved, like weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Great, great feeling. But there are times where I leave the confessional and I felt absolutely nothing. I mean, I know for a fact I made a good confession. I didn't deliberately hold anything back. Um, I just, you know, let everything out. Yet when I left, I felt absolutely nothing. Now, would I be right in thinking that my sins weren't forgiven because I didn't feel anything? That I didn't get that emotional receipt that I normally would get? Of course not. God absolving my sins is not based on my feelings. So I'm going to leave you with this. Faith is not sentimental. Faith is not a feeling. God is not a feeling. God is a reality. How we feel can be a good indicator of what we should and shouldn't be doing, but it can also mislead us into thinking that we're doing something good when we're doing something bad, or we're doing something bad when we're doing something good. So don't trust your feelings when it comes to your faith. You should trust in God and God only. He is the source of everything. If warm, fuzzy feelings take over our conscience, then we're imprisoned in a small world that we created ourselves, a world where good and evil become whatever we feel they should be. And guess what? We would be worshiping our feelings instead of worshiping our creator. So let's not worship our feelings. Let's worship the creator. Let's look internally and recognize that our feelings can be very, very misleading. They can guide us away from God. And as the great philosopher and rapper Ice Cube says, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Well, that brings me to the end of this episode. 
Thank you once again for tuning in. As always, all I ask for is for you to keep me in your prayers as I always keep you in mind. And please don't forget to check out and subscribe to our other podcast by ECRC, one by my great brothers Jeff and Pilar called The Catholic Avengers. And uh, Sean's mom is making me say something nice. So please listen to The Right to Be Catholic by the amazing, wonderful, and handsome Sean A.R. Anyway, I love you all. God bless you. And be salty. (laughs) 